Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to I'm Talking Waffles. I'm your host, Ileana. So I have been sick like the like basically the entire week, and so I went. I was able to go back to work on Wednesday, but only like half the day, and then I was well enough to work Thursday and Friday. So that was strange. Um, yeah, but I'm better now, which is good. Woohoo! So I'm very excited because every single year there is a meteor shower called the Perseid meteor shower and today I'm going to talk about what it is when I first saw it because it was awesome and how you can see it because I mean it's over now by the time you're listening to this but it happens every year so if you haven't seen it this is going to give you the info you need so let's just jump right into that so the Perseids are actually associated with the comet called Swift Tuttle, which I might add is an incredible name. I love these names. And the reason that they're called the Perseids is because when they start to hail, it's in the constellation Perseus. And so the Perseids, Perseus, you get it, yeah. What's really awesome and unique and why I really like this meteor shower is that it doesn't require any telescope, which is great because I left my telescope at my family, like my family's home when I moved away to school. So I don't have it anymore. So it's harder to see like space events, but this one you can see with your eyes. You don't have to do anything. You just have to go outside. <laughs> so although technically this meteor shower actually starts around the middle of July, it doesn't peak until like the middle of August. And so August, at least for this year in 2022, the day of it peaking is August 12 and 13. And this is like the Northern Hemisphere. I can't say about any other. I think this is only visible in the Northern Hemisphere, to be honest. But yeah, so it peaks around then. So when I'm recording this yesterday and today is the peak of the shower. And I had this dream last night that I swore was real, where I went outside on my balcony and watched the meteor shower. And honestly, I can't tell you if that was real or not. I'll have to wait for my boyfriend to wake up to ask him like, hey, did we go outside on the balcony to watch the meteor shower? Because I can't remember. It was such a realistic dream. I think it was a dream, but it was so realistic that it's hard to tell. So um, I may have seen the meteor shower, but if not, I'm seeing it tonight. So let's get into the characteristics of this. And I'm going to try and make it as easy to understand as possible. And so basically the Perseids... They all come out of this cool comet that we now know is called Swift Tuttle. Love the name once again. And it's basically traveling on a 133-year-old orbit. And these particles that you see have been in this like comet cloud for like thousands of years, which is super cool. And there's also a yun dust in the stream that was pulled off of the comet in 1865. So that's pretty cool. So in general, I talked about 2022, like when it peaks, but in general, this meteor shower is visible mid-July with peaks between 9th of August to 14th. So it really depends, like make sure you do your Google search uh, to find out when it peaks best in your area because it depends on the location and all of that stuff. But what's really cool is that the rate of the meteors reaches 60 or more Per, per hour so you can basically see them all across the sky and it's so cool <laughs> and what's super cool is that when you look at these meteors they have like long bright trails and 
it's like fireballs and different colors and stuff that you see just whizzing across the sky and honestly it is so cool and it says here that most Perseids burn up in the atmosphere while at heights above 80 kilometers. So if you know me, I love my history. So I want to talk about some historical observations and associations that come with the Perseids. So some Catholics actually refer to the Perseids as the Tears of St. Lawrence and that they're suspended in the sky and they return to Earth once a year on August 10th. And so what's important about this date is because it's the saint's martyrdom, martyr, I don't know how to say that one, martyrdom in a 20, a 258 before Common Era. The saint is said to have been buried alive on a gridian. I don't know if that is, but I'm too scared to search it up. And this tradition, they say, is probably the origin of a Mediterranean folk legend that shooting stars are the sparks of that fire. And during the night of August 9 to 10, its cooled embers appear on the ground under plants. And this is known as the coals of St. Lawrence. So this transition was done in favor of the Catholic saint and his feast day, which is on August 10th. And not to cause any drama here, but everybody knows that the Catholics stole from the pagans. And so the this is actually taken away yet another day from the pagans um, and their gods and their festivals. Uh, which people call the Christianization, which was basically the association of the Latin name Laurentinus with Laurentia. Yeah, you can make that make sense because I'm too tired in the morning to make that make sense. Another cool thing about the history of this is that in 1866, when Swift Tuttle was passing through in 1862, the Italian astro astronomer Giannavi Virginio shipped I don't, these names are too hard. I'm sorry. This astronomer basically discovered the link between meteor showers and comets. And this is super exciting. And it actually happened because he was doing an exchange of letters with someone called Angelo Cicchetti. Uh, Cicci? No, Cicci. Yeah. So yeah, that's some like historical things and like what the meteor shower is all about and like why you can see it all the time because it's from a comet, all that cool stuff. So what I want to share is actually a really cute story. And so when I was like a young teenager, maybe a little bit younger, I wanted to be an astronaut. And then I realized there was a lot of math involved. And so I gave up my hopes and dreams of being an astronaut and going to the moon and other planets and discovering aliens and all that cool stuff. But when I found out that there was the Perseid meteor shower, I was so excited. And then I found out it was like 2 a.m. and I was like a teenager and I'm like 2 a.m. That's nothing. I'm awake till like 6. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to wake up at 2 a.m. If I want to see the meteor shower, I'm going to die. Basically, I told my dad about it and he was like, okay, yeah, let's go see it. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be great. And so I do all the research. I find out like when it's going to peak in my area because I lived in like some podunk town kind of thing. And so basically I was a teenager, so I didn't have to go to bed. Like I, I was awake till 2 a.m. whatever easy and so me and my dad we got on the car and we drove to like some farm area like away from the light pollution and stuff and I mean there wasn't really too much light pollution honestly like in my neighborhood like I could see the Milky Way from my balcony then when I was uh, like growing up but we really wanted to be able to experience the meteor showers and so I remember that we just drove to some random farm area we got out of the car and we just looked up at the sky and within seconds, we saw like hundreds of meteors just boom, boom. Obviously, they don't make that sound, but they're just like flying across the sky. You could see like the fireball or like the blue and they're just like 
everywhere because my concern was that I wasn't going to be able to see it. No, no, no. We saw it. And so this was even the point like when my eyes were bad, but I didn't know that I needed like contact lenses. I was still able to see it, which is awesome. And so we just saw it going like across the sky and we're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And I just think that it was a really wholesome memory that we were so excited to go see those meteor shower, like see that meteor shower. So that was really cool. And then from that moment on, every single year, I've done my best to try to see the meteor shower because it's so cool to me and I love it so much. Unfortunately, a lot of the times the weather hasn't been the best, but there have been times where I've been able to see it. A couple years ago, I remember seeing it just in like the backyard of some friend's place and I'm like, yeah, wait guys, we got to go look at the meteor. So there was that. Uh, There was that dream I mentioned or my real life experience. I'm not sure what it was, but either way, I'm going to go see them tonight, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, it's just so cool because you really get to experience how cool space is. I love space. I once had this piece of meteor and the way I got it is I did this like science experiment where basically meteors and stuff fly over the earth all the time and some of the debris gets caught in clouds and then it kind of falls into the air and stuff. So I'm not saying like gigantic meteor pieces, no. So what I did was I basically set up this like box kind of thing and overnight it was to catch any pieces of like meteor that could fall. And so the next day I go out and what you do is you take a magnet and you run it along like the box then and whatever sticks to it is actually a piece from a meteor that had gotten into the atmosphere. And so I was so excited because it literally was just like an overnight thing that I did and I had a piece of meteor. Sure, it was like tiny and smaller than like my thumbnail and all that, but it was so cool. I love space so much, oh my goodness. So yeah, that was pretty much my experience with the Perseids meteor shower. Unfortunately, the moon is very, very, very bright. It was a super moon the other day. And so it makes it even harder to see the meteor shower, especially cause like I'm gonna try and see it from my balcony. I just have to like look up and hope for the best. But yeah, it's still possible to see, but it's just a little harder because the moon decided to be so bright and big in, in, in my face, so. Yeah, wish me luck. I'm hoping I can see the meteors. So with that, it is now time for everybody's favorite part of the show. That's right, it's the fun fact of the day. So today's fun fact is, dun da da! In the popular TV series, Curious George, season seven, episode one B, George and his friend Allie and Bill hunt for the Perseids, which they believe are creatures that look like purses. However, at the end of the episode, Allie's grandfather, Mr. Rankin, says that the Perseids is a meteor shower happening in early August. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope that if you had a chance to, you saw the Perseids meteor shower. It is honestly phenomenal. I highly, highly recommend that you do it if you haven't. It's so cool. And you don't have to wait too long either for it. Like you see it immediately. So that's probably one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah, if you did see it, I would love to know like what you thought about it. If you took any pictures, it is really hard to get pictures of it to be honest, but if you took pictures, I would love to know. So with that, I'm gonna bid you a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your night, a great rest of your apocalypse, and a great rest of your, I just hit my watch, a great rest of your space exploration endeavors. I hope that you enjoy the wonders of space and you go somewhere 
desolate away from the world and just look up and be like oh my goodness milky way galaxy beautiful and i will see you next monday bye